Anything she needs, she can call me. Don't worry about it, that's my seed, oh, that's all me. Just know if you cross her, then you cross me, cross me, cross me. If you, 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 it's one of your co-hosts, AJ Raphael. I am streaming, streaming. I'm podcasting from Glendale, California, and always Glendale. from the Bay, joining in every single episode. Who do we got? I got Andrew Rim out here. My uh, voice is gone because uh, I've been crying since June 10th, and there's a lot of stuff that's happened since we last podcast. We basically taken most of the season off. Yep. Due yep. to injury. Due to a lot of injury for us, um, it's funny because in the beginning of the season, if anybody remembers, me and RB were basically crying that the Golden State Warriors automatically got a chip when they signed DeMarcus Cousins. As we know now, that is not true because Golden State Warriors lost. Yeah, uh, also shout out to RB. I don't know where you at, but uh, maybe he'll join us. I don't know, but we miss you, RB. We miss you, man. And maybe our next podcast can be your reaction to our to our takes on for sure the current NBA legacy season as it is. I don't know what I just yeah, said. Yeah, maybe we should just have a mini micro podcast where he just like talks for five minutes or <laughs> 10 minutes. Let's see how long he can talk by himself. Let's see, yeah, <laughs> the just, little monologue. And just post that. I'm not even gonna edit that one. I'm just gonna post it. Do it. Um, okay, so as y'all know, the Toronto Raptors are now the 2019 NBA champions. They're the reigning champions. That's unbelievable. We're going to get into this later, but Kawhi is not even going to defend the championship in Toronto. But anyways. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I, why, why is that what you led with? There's so much that happened in this season. It, what, we probably haven't podcasted since like November or right, something. Right. It's been no, a long I was, time. I was just saying that, you know, it's just weird that the championship won't be really defended, really. Yeah, it does feel weird. Like, it, they went from championship to... Based on Masai Ujiri's reputation, I'm guessing they're going to go into full rebuild mode. Uh, they haven't done that yet in this offseason, but... Yeah, it's, it is weird. Um, but that's what happens in the parody league, baby! Let's go! Um, we Obviously, a lot happened in the season. The MVP ended up being Giannis Antetokounmpo, which is who I didn't vote for. I voted for Paul George. Okay. Hey, how do you feel, you sucker? <laughs> Paul that, George is now a clipper. How do you feel? Mm, you got sucker punched twice by Paul George. I really did. As a Laker fan, we truly hey, got... Remember when you thought he was going to sign with you all last offseason? Yeah, well, by this time, a year ago, LeBron already had signed with us. So, And I remember being devastated about Paul George. But uh, I am so happy with what we have now. We got a superstar duo. Anyway, like AJ keeps saying, we're trying to hold off uh, talking about the free agency because there's so much to unpack. So um, much. We, we do want to take a little bit of time to talk about the previous season. I'm surprised that you went with Paul George. Paul George had an excellent season, but he did fall off, and we saw it in the playoffs there. Like, I, like, yeah. I don't know if he was injured. His shoulder, yeah, his shoulder had a problem. I right? mean, it was kind of a hot take. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely right. hot take. I mean, he was probably, he was top five MVP voting for he sure. He was top Not three. Not that hot. No, he was top three. Top three, yeah. yeah. I, I would imagine he was third. Uh, yeah, probably. But uh, I had Giannis in, in the... I mean, really, it was a two-horse race. It was between Giannis and, of course. and Harden. And, yeah. and Harden had an unbelievable season. He had an offensive season unlike anything we've seen before in terms of that level of usage and his efficiency there. It's only been matched really by, like, I've heard... I don't know what the exact stats are, but everybody was throwing his name with MJ all the time. And, and that's, that's the GOAT, you know what I'm saying? Right. So... But ultimately, Giannis, or James Harden struggled in the beginning of the season. His team wasn't that great at the beginning of the season. They fell into form. But Giannis was spectacular all year long. Yeah. He was carrying, he, I mean, they were the best team in the league, uh, record-wise. 
Um, and he was up for Defensive Player of the Year, so he was playing both ways. Yeah. On top of having a monster, um, he may have been the highest field goal percentage player in the league. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I thought that might be true. So my vote was Giannis. I feel like there was no real argument against him. And, and he did it. He got the He votes. did it. Crazy. I mean, and yeah. uh, if y'all remember online, Kobe was handing out challenges. I think this was like two years ago to all these players, including Isaiah Thomas. And then oh, yeah. Giannis was like, what about mine? And then he like retweet quoted and said, get MVP, get an MVP. Um, and then it just came full circle. And I think he acknowledged it. And I don't know, you know, the power of Kobe Bryant, I just wanted to say. Is, oh, is that the power of Kobe Bryant? Or maybe yeah. Giannis is just so whatever that at the age of whatever, 24, 25, he already completed the best thing that Kobe Bryant can think of. So <laughs> in a way, at the age of 24 and 25, he's already exceeded the ambitions of Kobe Bryant. So I don't know what's up with Mamba mentality. That seems like, like a garden snake mentality. <laughs> well, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, we're just talking trash. We're back, y'all. We're back. It's, yeah. S talking it, is back. It's, we're back. You know what? And, and the, a lot obviously happened in the, in the off season, but the Lakers... Uh, had a horrible season and um how did you feel about your season because it was interesting uh, obviously you had the the meme team yeah and then you had lebron's injury and then you had all the trade rumors so what did you think right um i think that the trade rumors really messed us up and probably put bad taste in all the young players' mouth so i don't feel like they played as hard as they could have maybe which ended up in a lot of random injuries um, Ingram and Ball were like injured for a good amount of time, um, and obviously LeBron, and uh, eventually getting traded away, and even Kuzma being in those trade rumors. Um, but he is now the only young guy out of that core on the Lakers now. Currently, um, I felt weird about the Lakers because half people were like it's because of injury, and then I don't know. I I think essentially we didn't make the playoffs because of all the random injuries of like certain pieces that and certain combinations like i feel like the the ideal starting five didn't start more than 10 times in the whole season oh yeah i feel that um my thing is like yeah with brandon ingram and lonzo ball specifically because those are the two young guys that are injured um it seems like they now in their two seasons have kind of built the track record of injury and with brandon ingram it's messed up because it's not fair the blood clot issue which is what ultimately kept Chris Bosch from playing. Um, he's cleared now, which is awesome, but I think, I mean, I don't know that I think Brandon Ingram's injury prone, but I do think Lonzo Ball, I'm worried for him. I think he's a great basketball player and I want him to succeed, but I, I am starting to question if he, uh, if his body is durable enough. Um, right. That was crazy. Yeah. To me, those were injuries that you could have accounted for, but LeBron's injury was an interesting one. It's the first major, the w- w- groin injury, that first he's major ever had. injury he's ever ever suffered. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he was playing. Do you, you think he was playing through injury? Um, I mean, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It doesn't yeah. matter anymore. You know, I think that like, yeah, it was interesting. Lakers were getting grilled, um, and LeBron was getting grilled for the first time not making playoffs. But I don't know. I feel like the odds were stacked against them, and even if we did make it in the playoffs, we were going to get beat by the Warriors, anyways. You know what I mean? So I mean, or another team, probably. <laughs> Literally any other team. Yeah. Would well, have no, been. we. It would have been. It would have been eighth, seventh seed. So I, I'm. Yeah, thinking more years. Well, are, don't give. Hey, hey, don't give yourself seven seed. You missed the playoffs. Give yourself eight seed at best. Okay, <laughs> then uh, we would have faced um, who the the Rockets uh, Nuggets. It wasn't the Nuggets. Who was the first? T- I don't even remember anymore. That was who so cares? Those no seasons over. This season is a wash. Screw last season. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, honestly, okay, let's talk. I mean, I'm honestly just joking. I'm just playing it up for the podcast. I'm really, really proud of my team. Like, honestly, mm. the way you want to talk about injuries, you want to talk about injuries, like, that was the most emotional couple weeks I've, uh, in ba- as a basketball fan, I've ever experienced. I actually went to, so Kevin Durant went down in game four of the Houston Rockets series. I actually went to that game. I saw um, the first calf injury. Wow. Um, or alleged calf injury. Yeah. Wow. So I saw him go down, and I saw our team rally um, with Clay and Steph. And we had, the, we, I mean, we still have three all-stars. It wasn't, like, insane. But we did lose the best player in the league. So that was really inspiring. Um, and then, obviously, the finals were, yeah. you know, gut blow. KD goes down with the Achilles. Uh, gut blow. I, watched, I was at a watch party at the bottom of Lake Merritt in Oakland, uh, which was really nice because it was super mellow, and there wasn't that many people. There was probably like like 60 in a pretty No, yeah, area. I, saw, I um, saw that Instagram story. Yeah, and to watch Clay's knee injury um, was devastating. Obviously, the joke, I mean, we have a segment on our podcast called Clay's Trash where RB's just roasting Clay, and I'm defending him. Um, but I feel, yeah, to see him go down and to see him hit those free throws, that's some gangster... That's some gangster shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what else to say. That's <laughs> that's like I mean, it's some Kobe S because it's stuff. in the finals. Kobe it's like Kobe, it's like Kobe S, but if Kobe did it in the finals. That's what sure, it's like. Sure, to me. you're right. You're right. Totally. Um, and even and we lost, but we lost with dignity and honor. Um, I think I don't, even if you're not a Warrior fan, I feel like based on Twitter, that Clay's got to be one of the highest approved uh, players in the oh, league. I mean, no doubt about Dude, it. He's gonna get his jersey yeah. retired there. Doesn't matter. Oh yeah, no question. But, Easy. Yeah, I'm proud of my season. I'm, and the Rockets played as great. Kawhi was playing through injury too, but he was still killing us. Um, they, they had guys step up all the time. Every game, you had no idea who was going to go off. Maybe it was Fred Van Vliet. Maybe it was Kyle Lowry. Maybe it was uh, Siakam. You had no idea where it was coming from. So I mean, kudos yeah, to them. For sure. Siakam came out of nowhere. Yeah, but I'm really just proud of the resiliency of our guys. Even after Clay went down, you know, we were within one possession, two possessions of winning that game. So, you know, congrats to the Toronto Raptors. Uh, I really am proud of our team, and I can't wait to see. It's going to be an interesting season next year, for sure. Um, yeah, shout-outs to all the Warrior fans who uh, stayed like... Watch what you say, AJ. No, they stayed classy, I feel. <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? I mean, even if some of them were, like, complaining about there were injuries and stuff, yeah, reality, there was. But but that's the, ca- that's the case with anything. That's the know? case with anything. And, the, I mean, Cleveland lost when they had injuries, too, like... Everyone's gotten lucky. Steve Kerr said it, you know. Luck has been on both sides. Yes. You know what I mean? For the whole run of this, the Dynasty Warriors. You know what I mean? So Yeah, we've been fortunate for the most part to be uh, healthy in the in the later parts of, of the playoffs. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, I have a special clip from our friend Simu Liu from Kim's Convenience. Oh, my God. And he is a Raptors fan. Shatsushimu. If you guys know him, he is, he's from Toronto, obviously, and uh, he's from the I just played a basketball charity game out there in, in Markham, Ontario, and he had some stuff to say about the Raptors. And uh, this is after the game, actually. This is specifically to Andrew Rim. Oh, my God. So here we go. Yeah. All right, I'm here with uh, Simu Liu, and uh, if you remember... Andrew, he, you bet Andrew a beer that, or Andrew bet you a beer that the Raptors wouldn't make the finals. Do you have anything to say to him because you guys won? Anything you feel that's on your chest right now? Dude, what is there left to say? I remember being in that hotel with you in San Jose, and I remember how confident you were that the Celtics were going to come out of the Eastern (laughs) Conference finals. Yeah, come on, man. No, no, no. 
So I'm glad my boys got it done. You know, Kawhi ended up being uh, the greatest player on earth. Oh my god! And uh, what 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 else is left to say at this point? You know, nothing. Seemingly. Better luck next year. You know, y'all got some great teams in LA. I don't know what what, what team does Andrew cheer for? Uh, he's Warriors. Warriors. All right, all right. Maybe not the brightest future, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Hey, it's a great time to be a fan of basketball. I think um, you got a lot of like super duos now. Yeah, no for more sure. super teams. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Give us one hot take before we go. One hot take uh, <laughs> for the Jer- season. Jeremy Lin is going to have a comeback season. Oh. Okay. Yeah, hot, that it. is a hot take. I believe it with every fiber I, of my being. I can believe it as and well. And any team that's stupid enough to pass on him uh, is just stupid. He's going to sign on a team, and he's going to play fantastic. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. We're in the six right now, man. Thanks, Simu. <laughs> All right. What do you got to say to that, Andrew? Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely... I definitely thought the Celtics had a strong shot at being in the finals. I was wrong because Kyrie is the worst chemistry player like in the it's universe. It's so apparently. evident now that Kyrie is a trash locker room guy. That's what I'm saying. These intangible things are like important. It's one thing if the media says it, kind of, but like actions, players, and when he leaves and things like yeah, that. Yeah, like dude, just I mean, honestly, just use your eyes, use your emotions. You can discern these things. Like, even though I have complaints about LeBron's leadership style, and he has himself created conflict that dude is a stand-up dude that dude's a leader that, that dude's gonna get the players around him to play well and win Seth Curry is a classic example he's like the Tim Duncan of this so anyway I don't need to talk about Kyrie screw Kyrie <laughs> um no good good I'm glad that he remembered and that you were so hyped about the Celtics being the east yeah I mean I think it's just ironic because I don't know that he knew that was from the bay or whatever but I think he remembers the bet and everything I mean I don't yeah yeah for sure it's just like it's just so ironic that I was taking a huge dump on the Raptors. Because at the time, Kawhi had played nine games the season before. Let's not forget that. <laughs> yeah, I just I mean, was also, so sure of myself. And I was, and I was coming from an, a place of confidence knowing that I, I, was, you know, I was rooting for the Warriors. Yeah, they yeah. would have won, won, I feel, if they were healthy, but that's not how it goes. That is how it goes, man. Y'all had a good, good run with those three, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, which brings us to the first big thing that happened. Besides the Anthony Davis trade, obviously, because that kind of happened loosely before, uh, like that was reportedly happening. KD leaving the Warriors, man. I mean, how big was that? Because actually from an outside perspective, I guess, not being a Warriors fan, seeing the media, seeing when this happened, it didn't feel like it was a huge, huge deal. You know what I mean? It wasn't. It wasn't. Right. And I mean, especially from you as a Steph Curry apologist slash Katie didn't deserve the finals MVPs. Whoa, hold on. No, 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 no. Katie deserved his second finals MVP. No question. But I think Steph also deserved. It was like so neck and neck. I would have preferred Steph win it. Obviously, Um, retrospect. We all probably would have wanted Steph to win that. For the Warriors legacy. That's bullcrap. You did not win. You, you did not want Steph to win. Only Warriors no, no. want Steph to win. I'm just saying. I said in retrospect, fool. Yeah. Why have you switched? Because I think that that's the last Warriors run. Is so that? I, so that's where you're wrong. That's me. That's me. So, um, <laughs> so I think it's the last Warriors run, and I yeah, ironically I think. So yeah, I I wish Steph had gotten a Finals MVP before his career was over. He will. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, people have been preaching it, spouting about it all season long. 
Draymond had that fight. It wasn't looking great for us to keep Kitty. I think there was a strong case for him to stay. Um, I think the Achilles kind of also reignited a glimmer of hope that we would retain him, but whatever. Um, we just been expecting it. We figured out a way to make it work where we were able to retain or obtain assets in exchange for him. And yeah, I mean, I care about <laughs> I care about him as a human, not just as a, a warrior player. Oh, he used to be my favorite player before Steph. And I just want him to be happy wherever he's at. Even though the basketball situation, Warriors is Nirvana. It's like Mecca. I feel like he would have been on the best team historically, I feel like, right there with the 96 Bulls. Sure. But he's looking for something else. And I don't know if he's going to find exactly what he's looking for or fulfillment like that by... I don't know. I don't know what he's looking for, but I hope he's happy. I want what's best for him and his soul. And I hope he comes back top top three player in the NBA. I would love to see him. Um, I feel like we are seeing more and more throughout just the NBA in general, players taking control of their own destiny. And I was listening to an interview. Yeah. Uh, Mark Cuban was on NBA radio, and you know the interviewers were trying to say like. What do you feel about this new wave of, you know, people trying to get out of their contracts now early? You know, they're requesting the max, but they're getting out early and requesting trades. And Mark Cuban was like being real about it. He's like, it's our job as owners and uh, front office to give them a situation, especially we're specifically talking about the superstars, to want to stay. You know, and everybody, they have the prerogative to do that, to leave if they want to or to force a trade or whatever, get their agents involved and stuff if they don't want to stay i think exactly. it's cool that the player has more power in that say because dude the owners are making so much money yes off the nba yes. so if a player doesn't want to be part of you know that organization per se making the money off them or whatever like it's cool for them to leave I, that i'm not saying that's the case for kd whatever i'm talking more like maybe in the anthony davis type thing but yeah i feel like we're seeing that more and more obviously ad uh requested a trade and is now in the los angeles lakers Crazy. And at the time, that was the biggest haul that a team has traded for a player until like two weeks later when <laughs> the world exploded and Kawhi and Paul George traded. At the other LA team, the better LA team now. <laughs> AD, dude, that's crazy. Just go through what do you, what thoughts on AD? How excited are you? What, I think I already had a feeling. And then let's just talk about the Lakers in general because sure. honestly, there's no other big. I mean, yeah, you guys signed a bunch of other players. Sure. I mean, we signed JaVale. You got Rondo back. Yeah. You have a better team than you did last year. So tell me, tell me how you feel about that. Um, so I already kind of felt like AD was coming, obviously. You think, to, you think uh, everyone's coming? No, no. You think Kawhi is coming? You think Paul George is coming? I'm just kidding. I'm just busting balls. <laughs> I knew. Anthony Davis in February yeah, already, that felt, right? that felt like That a thing. felt like when that it came, like it was not a surprise, right? But I, I do remember when it happened because I was doing a play. I was doing a musical, Mamma Mia, and it happened backstage. All of us, me and my other sports fan castmates, uh, my friend Max, he showed me the notification. I still, like, screamed and everything. I was still so happy. But um, it was crazy to see how much we ended up giving up. He gave up some picks as well as Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, yeah. Lonzo Ball. Question. Go ahead. Out of the young players that were on your squad that got traded, um, is Kuzma the one you want would have wanted to keep? Um, yes, and I wouldn't have minded if it was either him or Brandon Ingram. Only really be I don't know. Not, but you wouldn't have called if Lonzo was still there. Like that wasn't the move. That's not the move. I don't think that's the move. Okay. I feel like even Rondo or a good point guard really just has to support. AD and LeBron, I think that a point guard is replaceable. I feel like someone like Kuzma who provides so much like spark when we're, you know, he sometimes takes over the offense. 
Yeah. That's a player you can't really, I mean, arguably, you can't replace. I feel like Lonzo didn't prove himself to be the point guard for LeBron or any superstar, really, honestly. That's harsh. He, it's just, I mean, it, what is it? it was, that was his second year in the league. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that has to do with hype, too, that he got had. Well, yeah, I mean, I try not to buy into hype too much. I mean, obviously, you're going to have more eyes on you from hype, but that's why I pay attention to Lonzo Ball as much as I did because hadn't it not been for all the shenanigans, I wouldn't care that much. But I think Lonzo Ball has a lot of potential. He's probably the best defender out of the three. Sorry, I'm not counting Josh Hart. He's, he's fine. Right. Not, not moving the needle. Not that I think Lonzo Ball should have been there. I just, I'm maybe a bit, just a bigger, I'm more hopeful than maybe you are, but... Yeah, Kuzma is cool, but Kuzma's like a stretch four who is, you know, mediocre on defense. He's just like, he's a solid power forward wing. Yeah. That's what he is. And that's what I feel about Brandon Ingram. Like, he's solid. Maybe he'll grow into that, you know, go-to scorer that he showed in flash. He's, I think he averaged like 22 points or something. He's No, he's, he's, a lot. he's great. And I think uh, as far as that kind of Laker brand, maybe Kuzma carried it more. So it's fine. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So him or Ingram, I was cool with that. I feel like with the other pieces that ended up coming, like Danny Green, uh, JaVale coming back, Avery Bradley, oh, Danny Green, right. Quinn Cook, like these guys came, I feel like it showed... Bro, what's up with you poaching my team? <laughs> I, I feel like people JaVale, Quinn Cook. want to play with LeBron. That's what I see. I mean, whether it's also the Lakers brand, you know, obviously the Quinn Cook thing, like that's a really powerful thing, you know what I mean? Like everything he was posting about his dad. Yeah. KD even posted yeah, about RFP dad. Oh my you know God. what I mean his dad passed yeah. away and he was a big Laker fan and that's really cool legacy moves but it also says a lot about LeBron I think I think people want to support him in his last couple of years of the career and win a title with him I think that's why a lot of yeah that came you get two years with LeBron and AD you might as well you know if you're a free agent and you get the call from the Lakers like why not you know roll the dice but totally AD is amazing and obviously LeBron is amazing. I do wonder how healthy they're going to be next season. I think LeBron should be okay. I think. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe maybe Father Time early is catching up to him. But AD has always been, you know, no more than like a 60-game-a-year player. What do you think of LeBron, well, the report saying that LeBron is going to start as point guard? So it would be LeBron, Danny Green, Kuzma, Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins. Or JaVale. Switch out those two. It's a really big team. That's almost like... Philadelphia 76 is big. Sure. I understand it, but I don't think it's the right move. I don't know. I Having LeBron more on ball does not seem like the best move when he's coming off injury, when he's getting older. I, I get it. But it, it speaks to your point. Like, the point guard position, when Lonzo was there, you can find other ways to make that up, and putting LeBron at the one does that. So, right. I mean, I don't love it from a basketball standpoint. Yeah, so after that big, big move, it was unsure if Kawhi would stay in Toronto. All of a sudden, everyone's thinking Lakers or Clippers. He ended up actually taking meetings with the Lakers and Clippers. The world's on the edge for how many freaking days? It's like four days. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to say something. Because you just said that he was deciding between Lakers and Clippers. And I don't know if it's because you're in SoCal, but that is not the perception outside. I think at some point, the Clippers fell out. And to me, it was between the Raptors and, and the Lakers. That's what it felt like to me. Okay. Okay, so you're, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of, like, when I, I was listening to a lot of NBA radio, watching the NBA stuff, everyone was saying that the smart choice would be to go, if he didn't start, go to the Raptors, that he would go to the Clippers to... Right. Yeah. Earlier, that's what everybody thought that. But right, right. But so, when free agency started, it was, like, got crazier. You're right, you're right. Okay, so, yeah, that perception. Either way, it was between those three at the end of the day, right? Yeah, yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. he ends up moving, making a shift 
in the whole NBA, and he left the Raptors. Dude, he wrecked the he Thanos the NBA. That's crazy. He did. He really did. And he got rid of the super team, and he went to the Clippers, and not alone. When I remember reading that and like my heart dropping, I was like, holy crap, this is insane. He's going to the Clippers. If he gets a chip there, greatest player of all Clipper history, and now top five all time, I'm thinking in my mind, he goes to the Toronto Raptors to win one. He goes to the Clippers to win one. And then five minutes later, I see the notification that Paul George is being traded to the Clippers. What <laughs> the hell? Boy. That was insane. So essentially, OKC trades, or the Clippers trade, all those picks for Paul George and Kawhi. And, and, and Shea Gilders Alexander. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Who else was it? Gallinari, right? It Gallinari. Oh, Gallinari and uh, Shea Gilders Alexander this year. And That's a ton right. of picks. Right. So that ousted the Anthony Davis Hall as the single biggest trade, or biggest haul for one player of all time. The Clippers did it right. They gave up picks. They gave up their future. Because if they don't make a big trade, like, they're always going to be middling. They're always going to be, like, that scrappy team with, like, maybe one borderline all-star or two borderline all-stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't make any noise they're in the playoffs. They're just playing right like, they're basketball. Good, but they're yeah. not good enough. They're like the Toronto Raptors West before Kawhi was there. Right, right. I feel you, man. Yeah, they did what they had to do. That was an unbelievable trade. Shout out. I don't know who the actual GM is. It was, but, but Jerry West, I think, made that move. Jerry West, yeah. Everybody thinks Jerry West. I mean, they attribute it to him. Yeah, for sure. He's like the goat of making crazy moves. He's the one who got Kobe, right? And Shaq. And he's the one who uh, right. helped convince KD to come to the Warriors. Uh, yeah, and, and he was there when we drafted Clay Thompson late in the first round and Draymond Green in the second round. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, it happened. Yeah, he's a god uh, consultant GM or whatever he is. I remember I was dog sitting my brother's dog, Cash, my niece, Cashy, and I was mm-hmm. outside walking her, and I read the notification. At that point, that was too much, man. Like, I, at that point right there, I just stopped. Cool, I go to the Clippers was one thing, but when I saw Paul George, I didn't even know how to process it. It was just like, damn, right. this is crazy. I, I really still am processing it. Yeah, so then now the age of people started marketing like the NBA, all the moves as superstar duos now, and that Kawhi broke the super team, which is three superstars, right? So now we have yeah. Steph and Clay. well, which really for the first half of the season, it's gonna be Steph and Draymond, right? That's the superstar duo right there. No, well, hold on, Let's. Or do you wanna talk about the Warriors now? Cause we haven't talked about D'Angelo Russell, which is interesting. That is really interesting. No, I was going to just talk about the duos. So like, you know, Kyrie and KD. Yeah, Kyrie and KD. I feel like the Warriors don't really have a set duo because of injuries. So they don't really fit that bill. Not well enough this season. Yeah, yeah. I could but, say that. Like, yeah, Paul George and Kawhi, AD, LeBron. Who else is there? Um, hold on, I have a list. Because real talk, the Warriors still have three all-stars at the beginning of the season. If you count D'Angelo Russell. I guess D'Angelo Russell is a borderline all-star. Right, and now another trade that happened after the Kawhi stuff and the Paul George breaking trade, we have all right. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> right. How could I forget the most recent traded one. for Chris Paul and a bunch of picks and some players. So now we have that duo. We got James Harden and Russell Westbrook. How's that gonna go? That's another crazy, and that is a superstar duo. Both of those guys are oh no question insane. No question. I mean, I don't know where you put Westbrook, but I would probably put him easily top 15 player in the league still. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Probably close to top 10. Yeah, he's still averaging a triple-double. Like, he's insane. Yeah, yeah, he's still insane. And then James Harden's obviously one of the most prolific and efficient scorers of all time, so. Right. That's going to be interesting. But both high-usage players, both on-ball 
I think James Harden has room to play off ball, and I think he wanted that or wants that opportunity. But Russell Westbrook has shown time and time again he's not the best decision maker when running the point. So yeah, I don't. He plays with a ton of emotion where he doesn't let it. Yeah. Yeah, but they have a relationship. They like each other. They want to play together. So that's a good sign. I think James Harden will enjoy and be happier playing with Westbrook. Yep. Based on you know what people are saying about Chris Paul. And West, this is good for Westbrook. He's going to put him right back into championship contention again. And I think that will hopefully bring out the best of his game. Whereas before he was probably maybe, I don't know if he was frustrated, but this is an opportunity for him to grow as a player. Um, here's some tier two superstar duos real quick. If you want to just hear them quickly and, and comment on them. Yeah. Sure. We got um, Embiid and Simmons. Oh, we got to talk about Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Philly. That's, that's still second tier. You know what I mean? Uh, ben Ben Simmons just got offered, or he just got offered a max extension today. Well, by second tier, you mean they're not. So tier one, you think is elite, elite superstars. Oh, two superstars, not teams. We're not talking about. Teams. We're talking about duos. Yeah. Okay. And Bean Simmons. Okay. Yeah, that's tier two. Oh, uh, we got Jokic and Murray. Hmm. No, that's uh, that's third tier. No, to you? tier three. Two okay. tier three. Yeah. Uh, Damian Lillard and C J McCollum. <laughs> Who's, who else is in Tier 2? Uh, tier 2 is Embiid and Simmons so far that you have approved of. Lillard and McCollum and then... Uh, yeah, I don't, let's put them there. I don't think they can be... You can't put them worse than Westbrook and Harden. Westbrook and Harden haven't played together. Totally. So I'm going to totally. put them right there. Um, yeah, that feels good. And then we got uh, Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley. Hmm? You know, I like Donovan Mitchell, but I'm not as high on him as a lot of people are. And Mike Conley's getting old, so I'm going to say Tier 3 as well. But they're a tier one team, I think, the Utah Jazz are. Or tier okay. 1.5. Sure. Yeah, they got really good this offseason. And then yes, we got Giannis and Middleton. Middleton. Um, Giannis said today, he's like, y'all are forgetting about Middleton. You know, Middleton sometimes it's sick. the moves that you don't make that is the move. Yeah. People are not knocking the Bucks, but, you know, they paid Chris Middleton the max. And they um, let Malcolm Brogdon go. And Malcolm Brogdon's an excellent player. But that probably was the right decision. They needed that money to keep the better assets alongside Giannis. You, if you have Giannis, you can't be lower than Tier 2. Yeah, so I feel you're you. Tier 2. That's true. Okay, and these are the next Tier 3s that are definitely in the Tier 3. I, there's only two here. Um, we got Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden. No, that's like Tier 7. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got uh, Luca and Chris Stapps. Yeah, that's Tier 3. That's definitely a tier three. And that could be tier two, depending on how, they play. how good Chris Stapps is. I mean, Luca played amazing last year. Luca is enough to get himself in tier three. It's just a matter of how, I mean, Przingis set out basically the whole season to recover from that ACL. He's a big dude. We'll have to see how he is. I love Chris Stapps. He was one of my top three favorite players in the league a couple, a couple of years ago. So hopeful for them. Really loving the Mavericks and how white they are. No, just kidding. I don't care about how white they are, but... <laughs> how international they are. They are, man. How very European they are. Let's okay, so what was your favorite transaction of the offseason, whether it, like, benefits your team or not? Utah getting Mike Conley's comes to mind. Uh, I don't know. I really have to look through some of these. Mike Conley going to Utah is a big one. Honestly, the De let's talk about D'Angelo Russell now. The sign-in trade that the Warriors were able to do with KD and D'Lo... There's a lot of talk about D'Lo's fit in the Warriors system, and I like D'Lo. I think he was one of the surprise breakouts of last season, and when I saw how he was playing, I kind of became a fan. So even before I had any idea he was going to come to my team. Yeah, that was a big surprise. I think he's going to fit alongside Steph because he offers Steph the ability 
kind of like Draymond where he doesn't have to play on ball. He doesn't have to play point guard. He can play shooting guard, which is almost Steph's more natural position if he wasn't such a good ball handler and decision maker. That's true. That's true. D'Lo is going to be good. I mean, he can also like kind of lead the second unit, get some rest. But he's going to start for sure in the beginning. Yeah, he'll start for sure. But like Clay led the second unit before KD showed up. You know, just because you start doesn't mean you're not, you know, playing with the bench guys. Like Clay yeah, was playing yeah, with the bench true, guys true. all yeah, the yeah. time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're saying that's one of your favorite transactions. I mean, it's a high profile transaction and people are questioning it. And I just want to say like, I love it. I think Dilo is going to grow as not only a player, but as a human being next to Steph, he's going to see, you know, how to carry himself. I like that. I like growth in that regard. And I also think he's just growing as a basketball player. Though my only worry is the defense. So now Steph, I think is a good team defender. I don't think Steph's a bad defender. Dilo is a worse defender. So right. Uh, right. we'll see if they can stay on the floor together. That's another reason to kind of stagger them a little. Yeah, so I like that signing. I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of fried right now. Uh, I can't think of any smaller transactions. That I, but yeah, so I'll go ahead and say Mike Conley to the Jazz. Yeah. That made them from a tier three team, tier, borderline tier two team, to like a high-end tier two team. Totally. I'm with you. Yeah. I agree with that. As far as my favorite transaction that shocked the world, I'll still go with the Paul George one. That's pretty crazy. As a Laker fan, I'm pretty... Uh, it's crazy to me how quietly Kawhi orchestrated that. That's yeah. the crazy thing to me. Basically, Kawhi was leveraging his position as the most valuable free agent and probably the biggest free agent, at least top two or three. And he used that to make teams put him in the best position. And that is brilliant. He took a page out of LeBron's book, but did it quietly in a Kawhi way. Like that's, that's how I want to see that kind of stuff get done. I don't want to hear a bunch of noise about Kawhi joining the Lakers or whatever. Or I just want to see good basketball decisions being made. He definitely evened the playing field. I mean, well, as far as the, the teams with the superstar duos. Oh, for sure. I, that's his style to do it. I feel okay as a Laker fan he did it. The only part that stings really is that it's to the Clippers. I would have rather him stayed with the Raptors as a Clipper hater. I did you know want him I mean? to stay with the Raptors. That would have been cool if he did like a two-year player option for the last year deal just to defend the championship, as we said. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 mean? I do think it would have been cool. And I think he, I'm sure a big part of him was tempted to do that, obviously. The Raptors were in the running. But, right. you know, I get it. You got to make decisions for yourself and your own happiness. And he wanted to go home. And yeah. Can't knock that. He brought Toronto a championship. He doesn't owe that place anything. I feel the same way, and that's how I feel Toronto. He thing. should still eat there for free. <laughs> I really, uh, I was just in Toronto. I, the feeling is just sadness. It's not. Oh, is this sad? Yeah. So it's like the party happened and now they're hungover. Is that what it is already? I think so. Yeah, it didn't feel like they were still obviously super, super hyped because maybe that's why Kawhi waited a little bit too to let Toronto, you know, still celebrate. That's what I was thinking and not right away be like, I'm leaving. I mean, I'm, sh I'm sure that played a part in him slow playing it, for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, he made the decision at the end of the day for him, and uh, it rocked the NBA, and this next season is going to be one of the craziest seasons, I feel like, to ever happen, honestly. We've talked a lot, and there's a lot of free agent stuff we haven't talked about. We're getting pretty late, and I'm actually at work at on lunch break, so i got to go back soon, but... Yeah, i got to go back as well. I'm, I have an audition I'm about to drive to in Long Beach. Oh, shoot. Is that why you're running around getting ready? I feel like <laughs> I'm getting motion sickness watching this camera, dude. <laughs> anyway, the last thing I would want to talk about, I didn't even bring this up in the notes, but, like, the parody. It feels like there are eight to ten teams that are legitimate, legitimate contenders. In the West... It really felt like it was just the Warriors and the Rockets. Sure. Even though Denver was number one seed, I don't know that I thought they were ever contenders, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and in the East you had the Bucks, the Raptors, and and maybe Philly. People had the Celtics, but obviously the Celtics proved that that wasn't going to happen. But now I feel like you have the Rockets, you have the Lakers, you have the Clippers. I think the Warriors, Clay's going to come back for the playoffs, and I think we're making the playoffs. If he's healthy, I think we're going to make some noise. Um, you have the Utah Jazz. Those are five teams in the West. You still have um, the 76ers who got Al Horford. We haven't talked about that. Maybe we'll talk about that uh, at another time. Well, love Philly. Love that signing. Uh, they're a massive team. Um, yeah, so they have that. Milwaukee Bucks are still in contention. Who else is in the East? Is anyone? Am I missing people? You think Toronto's out of the playoffs? I'm talking about contending teams. Oh, contenders. Okay. Uh, Celtics. No, 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 no. They're like basically rebuilding, I feel like. Not with Kemba? Uh, they're, they're borderline. They're maybe like the Jazz, how I feel about the Jazz in the West. Got it, got it. I think that's it as far as contenders. No, I like the Jazz better. Maybe that's it. Okay, so maybe it's only eight. So maybe there's no parody anymore. <laughs> Parody's an illusion. Right. It's so interesting now what the shift is, and especially if we're talking about playoffs and, and early predictions. Who, who would you say, realistically, bro, I know you're going to say Warriors, but in the finals, um, who do you think is going to be in the finals this next year? Just based off what could be on paper, whatever. I think it's going to be either Lakers, Clippers, or Warriors. I'm going to put myself in there. I really feel like people are sleeping on the fact that Clay's going to have probably yeah. a month to condition before the playoffs. For us, it's just a matter of how healthy can Steph stay. Uh, I think they're going to load manage him a lot, and hopefully D'Angelo Russell can pull some weight for us. And we got Willie Cauley-Stein, so we got a good center. He's like going to be a, a younger JaVale McGee. Sure. Yeah, so, and then the Clippers, I feel like, are the favorite. The Clippers are the favorite. It's just a matter of how healthy Paul George and Kawhi are because they're also both injury-laden players. Uh, and then the Lakers, just that top-end talent is, is so good, and you guys really did build a, a better team around that. Around um, them, yes. Yes. Wow, it's good. that feels good to hear from you. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm a Laker hater for sure, but I love basketball. I'm going to call it as a C. I'm not stupid. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Anthony Davis, I'm glad to have him. But here's one thing I do think about Anthony Davis, though. And I've seen Anthony Davis play. Granted, it was against my team when we had KD. But I, Anthony Davis is a phenomenal talent. But he proved that despite being a top five player in the league, I'm not afraid of him. Not like I am. I, I, I saw him this season earlier before he uh, asked to be traded. I saw him. And I wasn't afraid of him. I'm afraid of Like, Giannis freaked me out. Much more so than, than Anthony Davis. I feel like, not to say that Anthony Davis isn't great, and I'm not talking crap about him, but I'm, I'm, I just personally am not particularly afraid of Anthony Davis. That's just me. That's fair. And in the East, I'm going to say Philly. I like Philly. I feel like it's their time. They've been struggling and punching, and they finally made some really awesome basketball decisions. Um, they're really big, though, so we'll see how they do again. But like even Al Horford, who's huge and he's getting older, he's has historically been a good perimeter defender for his size. Um, he's getting older and slower, but we'll see. And, I mean, he'll help Embiid. Hopefully Embiid can uh, condition himself, you know, stay, stay healthy. And we'll see what happens with Simmons. I really feel like his time is on the clock. Um, I know they offered him a max, but I just feel like he's a piece to move that could really set Philly up to, to do him better. So not, I don't think Simmons is going to get traded this season, but we'll see what happens in the future. That's a valuable asset to have. I like Philly a lot. So, what, what about you? I'm with that, I like Philly. Uh, I think maybe Giannis has um, a big... I don't know. He has like a revenge he wants to do and prove. He said, he said, don't call me MVP until I yes, win the thing. That MVP speech was crazy. Right. 
Love right. that. That's the energy I want. That's what I want to see. Like, he's not even satisfied with winning MVP because he wants to reach the top of the mountain. And that's the kind of drive that, you know, like I said, I'm afraid of Giannis. Right. I mean, you have to have that kind of mindset if... That's some Kobe mentality, you know? It is. I felt like Raptors had that kind of similar thing where maybe they felt like the underdogs. But anyways, I think the Bucks, and then I also think the, I will say the Lakers, Clippers, I think that's it. I mean, I'm not going to say the Warriors. Is that okay? That's fine. That's fine. I get it. Things would have to go right, but if things go right... It's over for y'all. <laughs> I, I hope we're like a seventh seed and you guys are behind the Clippers and we F you up in the first round. That would be amazing. That would be incredible. That would be my dream. No, I feel you. They're still going to play good basketball. They're going to play right basketball. Yeah, we have a system in place. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. I just don't know how many games we're going to win in the regular season. I'm going to guess 46. Dang. Okay. Is that your hot take for the season? That, that's not a hot take. That's kind of realistic. That's not a hot take. In my head, that feels close to right. How many games the Lakers gonna win? Uh, Think load management. Think load management. Thinking load management. Sixty. <laughs> no, you ain't. You ain't. You ain't winning more than fifty-seven. That's for sure. <laughs> fifty-seven is very close to sixty. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I said it like I said it like I was sliding you guys. Like, you're not winning more than fifty-seven games. Get out of here. You're winning. No. Le- uh, yeah. Let me. Real. Real talk. I'm. I'm thinking fifty-four or five. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. What's your hot take for the season before we leave? Um, Steph Curry's gonna win the MVP. Is that a hot take? <laughs> oh, that's not a hot shit. take. He's a Vegas like top two favorite. Wow. That's not a hot take. I think that's a hot take. Oh, oh, regular season MVP. Oh, regular season MVP. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. That's not a hot take. Okay. Hot take. Even though he's playing with James Harden, Russell Westbrook's still gonna average a triple double. Boom. That's a hot take. <laughs> that is a very very hot take. That for sure is a hot take. All right. What about you, AJ? My hot take, I think, will be. Dwayne Wade comes back and plays with Jimmy Butler. That's a hot take. What do you think about that? That's a hot take. I like it. That's cool. All right. Well, this has been The Flaw. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm really glad. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the show. We really missed doing this. And um, just rate us on you know, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. We're going to try to figure out a way to get on Spotify and stuff. Um, please like, subscribe. Um, we really appreciate you listening. Share it with your friends. Yep. There's still much more to dive in. We got more to come. So... Stay tuned. Yeah, and we'll be more regular, so stay tuned. It's going to be cool. And in honor of free agency, we're going to play um, a classic uh, Loyal by Chris Brown. Let's hear it. Let's go! Bye, guys. Peace out, y'all. Take care, everybody. Bye, RB.